It's Tuesday, April 28, 2009. Swine flu monitoring is pork, said the Republicans. California to kill corn ethanol? Plus, a tribute to our dear friend John Gideon. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi, a very difficult day. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, these Green News headlines. Well, the big deal this week is the sudden emergence of the specter of pandemic flu, first reported over the weekend. At least 140 people have died in Mexico from a never-before-seen strain of swine flu that has spread to nations around the world. We're still in the initial stages, so there's no confirmed source for the outbreak. But Tom Philpot over at grist.org has been the first to point to an American-owned industrial pig farm near the Mexican village where the outbreak originated. Now, food scientists have long warned about the use of giant feedlots called Concentrated Animal Feeding Operations, or CAFOs for short, where animals are kept in close confinement, which is why the animals have to be given mega doses of antibiotics, which has been implicated in the rise of antibiotic-resistant bacteria like MRSA. Now, the timing of this swine flu outbreak is a bit politically inconvenient for Republicans because they mocked the funding of pandemic flu monitoring programs in the stimulus bill, and they succeeded in stripping those funds. They from the stripped stimulus. the funds uh, for that, and they mocked uh, volcano monitoring, right. and that blew up. Yeah, we talked about that, Republican Governor Bobby Jindal had mocked funding for volcano monitoring just days before Alaska's Mount Redoubt erupted. So I think the lesson here is that Republicans need to stop mocking disaster funding. Exactly. (laughs) Because their track record is really too good right now. The California Air Resources Board, in a landmark ruling last week, became the first state to establish a low-carbon fuel standard. The new rule was criticized by oil and gas refiners because the new low-carbon standard calculates not only the emissions from burning the fuel, but also factors in emission from the making of the fuel. And was criticized by Republicans? Mocked? <laughs> mocked by Republicans? It was mocked by everybody okay. who had something to lose in this. I got it. The emissions from farm equipment used to grow the corn for corn ethanol would also be included, which might then make it too expensive for refiners. Refiners say they won't be able to meet the new low-carbon standard if they don't get credit for corn ethanol, but the California Air Resources Board says the phase-in is very slow and should give them time to adjust. New York Times environmental reporter Andrew Revkin has exposed a major revelation buried in a federal court finding. Now, Back in 1995, a powerful industry-funded group called the Global Climate Coalition had launched an aggressive PR campaign challenging the science behind climate change and then suppressed the findings of their own scientists who said, quote, the scientific basis for the greenhouse effect and the potential impact of human emissions on greenhouse gases such as CO2 on climate is well-established and cannot be denied. During the extensive hearings on climate change last week, as Congress prepares to battle it out over climate change and clean energy legislation... This were, was the mother of all climate weeks that yes, we talked about on our last Green News And report. there were a few moments of sheer hilarity. There were. Oh, yes. Minnesota Congressman Michelle Bachman got on the House floor and said, carbon dioxide isn't bad because it's natural. <laughs> Texas Congressman Joe Barton bragged he stumped Energy Secretary and Nobel Prize winner Stephen Chu when he said, where does Alaska's oil come from? And I think the secretary was more gobsmacked than stumped at that question. Well, what was the answer? Where does Alaska's oil come from? It's a long answer. It basically has to deal with tectonic plates and the pressure that creates oil. And why did he want to know? Why did this matter? He was trying to make a point that it was hot once in Alaska, you know, in a previous geological age, so it should be okay for it to get hot again. 
Wow, that makes a lot of sense. And then a congresswoman from Tennessee tried to accuse former Vice President Al Gore of profiting from his environmental advocacy oh, and business smackdown. interests. She taught she she schooled him, didn't she? No, she said she was only trying to clear the air of any improprieties, and Gore said everybody knew exactly what she was doing. And he reiterated for the umpteenth time that every penny he makes from his books, his movies, and even his partnership with the big consulting company all goes to charity. Now we have the video of that exchange. Plus, uh, it's a little long, so you'll want to go check it out online. Plus, a full plate of debunked talking points and much, much more at our website at greennews.bradblog.com. So you mean that uh, Al Gore's 30 years of fighting for the environment has not just been so that he could make some money selling books? Yeah, after 25 years, suddenly he's uh, suddenly going to make a profit. Oh, on it. That's I long-term th- planning, I'd say. I thought that Republican woman uh, had him down. Uh, she was mocking him, so you know it must be true. Okay, thank you. Yes, and check that out at our website, Green News. Well, the Green News report lost a dear friend yesterday. John Gideon, co-director of VotersUnite.org and a longtime guest blogger and friend to the Brad blog, passed away suddenly. He was 62. John helped to pave the way for the Green News report. It was his voting news segments that we did together on the radio during my stints guest hosting for John Scott, Peter B. Collins, Randy Rhodes, Mike Malloy, many others, which led to my doing a similar segment with you, Desi, focused on Green News. Just as John was a champion for clean elections, he was also a champion of a clean earth and one of the first to encourage Desi and me to expand on our Green News report. If there's democracy in heaven, I promise you John Gideon is fighting to ensure it's clean, fair, accurate, and transparent, and I suspect he'll even be holding God directly accountable if necessary. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And thank you, John, for the gifts and challenges you have left us. We will not disappoint. This has been your Green News Report.